Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Tatum, zip to the Jalen Brown, right side, three in the air, good night. <laughs> two big fellas coming and going to work. If the right hand doesn't get you, the left hand will. Celtics by 11 after trailing by 11 earlier in this quarter. Backing down one kid at the left block, going to work, spinning, fades away, and scores. Kyle Filipowski has 14, and Duke has their biggest lead of the night, 71-59 at 12. Cryer trying to go to work, free throw line, step back jumper, short no, rebound Tugler. Tugler kicks it back to Cryer, and now to Shed, left wing Cryer. Cryer inside Roberts, Roberts leans in, left hand off the glass for two. 72 70 37.2 to go good morning welcome into herd at sports radio here on am 590 espn omaha espn tri cities i'm robbie lula andrew rogers here with me we're also live on twitter facebook and youtube what's going on man hey you're hey. very bright this morning. I know. Like, it's yeah, very, I feel like you should be directing traffic. It's very yellow. We're doing a little. We're doing. Some, <laughs> well, that's an airplane. So I guess we're doing. Uh, yeah, we're doing some <laughs> air traffic. Con- or we're doing the the tarmac. I guess maybe you could be doing that if you were like, um, you know, outside of a school, <laughs> and you're like, all right, you guys, you go, come on, hold on, stop. The walkers. Were you ever a walker in school? Not really, no. A See, couple, I like, never lived close enough to be a walker, but I was always jealous of the walkers because they always got out of school earlier than everybody else. Yeah, I uh, I was not really, I mean, I could count like a handful of times ever that I was a walker home from school. And I did live close enough. My parents were just like, no, nah, I'll just come pick you up. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> then again, you know, when, when it was cold outside, I did not envy the yeah, walkers. Yeah, you did not want to be a walker when it was cold outside. Like a couple weeks ago here in Omaha, you did not yeah, want to no, be, you Although, not be a walker. Uh, here in Omaha, everybody had snow days. That's true. Work from home days, or whatever they call them. Remote learning days. E learning days. Uh, uh, Terrible. Yeah, whatever those are. COVID Um, killed the snow day. How dare you? Yeah, and you know that's so. It's still so funny. It's a bummer. It's a. I mean, I don't care. I'm not a child. I don't have kids. Doesn't matter to me. I always work. But yeah, it's like I mean, literally the only day we didn't come into the uh, into the the studio, we still worked. And we just made Sasha drive here and, you know, risk life and limb. We but didn't make <laughs> Sasha do anything. Let's get that straight. <laughs> Sasha was an animal and yeah. chose to drive in to get the show on the air for she everybody at home. far tougher than all of us combined. Like, that's not even a question. But, but yeah. yeah, she still plays hockey. Yeah, it's nuts to me. Right there. It's absurd. I can't, I can't even skate. I've never put on skates before. I bet I look like Bambi. That actually kind of surprises me for how much you like hockey. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you never, like, ice skated. So... Growing up, my brother could roller skate. Really, is roller skate or roller blade? I think it's roller blade, right? The blades are the, the four. Bla- in a row. Yeah, the blades are the ones that my, look like ice skates. Right. My uh, my brother could roller blade very well. Mm-hmm. Me, not so much. Like I, I can hardly stand on both of my feet without going down. <laughs> Um, at any moment in time, I, I could be going to a knee Just with normal these baby blocking. <laughs> so I, I would always play hockey, like street hockey, just in tennis shoes mm-hmm. because as much as like I thought it was cool that like he could rollerblade, I never trusted myself mm-hmm. to not fall down. And if 
you know anything about pavement yeah, or it hurts. concrete. It hurts. It hurts when you fall on it. It does, yeah. So, um, you know, and, 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 you know, people are probably like, well, yeah, you know, you have to get over that fear in order to, like, get good at it. <laughs> Guess what? I didn't even want to tackle that fear. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> That's like, yeah. I, it's like me in the ocean. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So, I'm and, good. and we would go to, like, roller rinks yeah. for birthday parties and things and I would put on skates dude I'd take like five strides and then you would see me like sliding into second base <laughs> like and that's just how it was like I'd do like four laps and I guarantee I was on the rink floor for at least three of those four laps if, if you tallied it up if I made mm. four circles three full circles I would be on the floor that's not great that's not what no. you want to see so I just I chose not to even <laughs> ice skate because I couldn't roller skate and why would I be able to ice skate if I could roller skate that's true that's true one I'm, is much harder than the other yeah and I can tell you right now the rollerblading is not the hard one I have only ice skated once in my life it went terribly it was I was so bad at it. Um, it was one of the most exhausting things I've ever done in my life because when you're trying to stay upright on ice skates, it is physically exhausting. And people are like, oh, push off the heels. Yeah, easier said than done. I was done. like, I don't even know what that means. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Uh, I was terrible at it. It's been almost 20 years since I've done it. Uh, and I probably, I mean, I don't really have any desire to do it again. It was not a good experience. Yeah, I'll try it at least once. I really will. Ashley's been trying to get me to go. Yeah. And, like, it, there, there will come a day where I am presented with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I was in New York, like, three years ago, we were at Rockefeller Center. They had the ice rink. See, that's right? the place to do like, it. Like, that would have been the place to do yeah. it. But to... Rent ice skates, it was, you know, more expensive than it would be to do it here in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, but, two, the line was so long, and mm. I didn't feel like waiting. Um, if Unless I – like, if, if it was, like, to water ski. Like, I love lake sports, water, okay. water skiing, wakeboarding, things like that. And I'm good at that. Like, I would wait in line to do that activity. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that I know I would struggle with, I'm like, why would I – why would I wait 45 minutes to get a pair of skates just for, like, people to get off? Because, you know, there's a capacity on ice rinks. Sure. Like, yeah. You can't just have, like, anybody and everybody on there. Then there wouldn't be anywhere to skate. So I would sit there and, you know, wait for somebody to get off, and then I could get on. It, it just didn't sound fun to me. So I, just, I just kept on walking, and I went to a rooftop bar instead. I do like a rooftop bar. Um, you know, it's, it's funny that we're kind of talking about stuff that I didn't intend to talk about ice skating this morning. <laughs> I did. It's, uh, I, I woke up and said, we're talking ice skating today. It's funny that we're talking. Christy Yamaguchi, isn't that a famous ice skater? Yes, it is. Michelle Kwan, I believe, as well. Um, you know, I, I have been thinking a lot about true freshman quarterbacks, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? And I've kind of been holding this in my back pocket for a rainy day. because, And it's not actually raining outside, but in radio, a rainy day is when nothing's going on. And Nebraska doesn't play until Thursday in basketball. Creighton doesn't play until Friday. There's really no – I mean, we're kind of in a dead period for Nebraska in terms of recruiting and transfer portal. Their class is pretty much done you know, until spring starts and maybe we'll get some other stuff after spring football. So I've been thinking a lot about true freshman quarterbacks for obvious reasons with Dylan Rayola. And I had this conversation. I have to, I have to give a shout out to Riley on Twitter here. Uh, terrific dude. I've actually met him in person a couple of times. Um, 
And he put together, I have to give him credit here because I didn't do this research. Yeah, this is a ton. He put together this spreadsheet. And I've been saving it for a rainy day, and today is that rainy day. It is a breakdown of the top three true freshman quarterbacks from each class for the last decade. So going back all the way to 2013. And here's the reason that I wanted to bring this up is obviously we all think Dylan Rayola is the day one starter for Nebraska next year. And I think that's accurate. I have, I mean, there is no one on that roster I would prefer to have starting over Dylan Rayola. And it would be difficult to bring someone in at this point that I would prefer to start. And I think we all have a certain level of expectation for him. But I was trying to figure out if these expectations are realistic or not. Because we haven't really had... I mean, first of all, Nebraska's never had this experience with this level of quarterback before. Uh, We haven't had this experience with any quarterback since Adrian Martinez as a true freshman. You go back to, like, Taylor Martinez was a redshirt. I believe Tommy Armstrong was a redshirt. Those were both freshman starting quarterbacks, but that redshirt year makes a huge difference. These are true freshman quarterbacks. And so I wanted to start here. I wanted to start with our individual expectations of Dylan Rayola before we got into what the actual stats are for guys of his caliber Mm -hmm. coming into their true freshman year. So I'll ask you this, and, and I've got numbers in mind. I don't know if that's how you did it or not. I've got sort of like benchmarks in my head of what I think would be a what I think is a reasonable expectation for Dylan Rayola so I can go first if you want me to it doesn't matter okay because I didn't look at it from a numbers perspective I looked at it more as what did I see on the football field last year and what can I expect to see this year for Nebraska okay so let's start there because I think starting in a more philosophical place might be useful and then I did I do have hard numbers in my head and again it's not like, oh, if he is 10 yards under this amount, then he was a failure. It's he's just, a bust, man. It's just he's a bust. Hey, if he's if in he this... wanted 3000 and he got 2990 he's a bust. Terrible. Um, I, these are kind of just like general neighborhoods that I think are reasonable to expect out of him. So you have a more philosophical approach. Let's start there. So uh, just for starters, Dylan Rayola is presented with kind of like the greatest yet – um, toughest task. Very challenging. It's a challenging opportunity. And it's to awaken the sleeping giant known as Nebraska. Because Nebraska has had so much success over the years, and it, it's, it's been asleep for way too long. So he's got the opportunity to awake this sleeping giant. They have – the Huskers currently have the longest bowl drought in FBS. Haven't posted a top five finish in the AP poll since after the 2001 season. But, like, when you look at the problems of last season Mm -hmm. and then you look at what they have this season, we'll go to last season first. Where Nebraska had their issues, we always fall back on the quarterback. Mm -hmm. That quarterback spot is where the the number one issue 
rolled in. And, and that, that the that, fewest bright spots. Yeah, the, the, that problem yeah. was on full display last year. Yeah. And even prior to that, Nebraska hasn't been consistently dominant at that position since when you mention names like uh, Taylor Martinez, you know, Tommy Frazier back in the 90s, Tommy Armstrong. Like, you know, these are guys that like, especially like the 90s quarterbacks were insane mm-hmm. for that time. But when you got to Taylor Martinez and Tommy Armstrong, it's like, okay, who else was in that mix of guys that were really out, like looked at as outstanding for the program probably the brightest the quarterback position has felt um there's two instances in my head between adrian martinez's freshman and sophomore year there was a ton of hype around him there was was very good as a true freshman um for a true freshman and so that that off season i think he was third in heisman favorites in the off season um which is nuts to think about in retrospect I mean he was a nice but in terms of team success it still wasn't there yes um so that was a bright spot in terms of quarterback position and then the first few games I want to say it was through game like five or six of Adrian Martin or of Taylor Martinez's redshirt freshman season there was a Thursday night game at Kansas State where he just took the nation by storm and he was a Heisman hopeful after that game and it sort of seemed like, oh, my gosh, do we have one of those guys? So, it, it, and I love how you're building this up for me because he will have the biggest impact of any college freshman this season. Oh, yeah. Of any across the board, Dylan Rayola will have the biggest impact. For, the, for better or worse. I mean, one way or another. Yeah. You know, Nebraska low-key was a quarterback away last year from being a scary team in the Big Ten West. There was even a point in time where we were talking about them winning the Big Ten West. At 5-3, and three, you're sitting there and you're like, this isn't impossible and it's not even crazy. Q Tony White and one of the best defenses mm-hmm. in college football next year, and you might just have something now that you have Dylan Rayola in. That's why I think this stage is so great for him because team success could be instantaneous mm-hmm. if Dylan Rayola is as productive as some of the true freshmen on this sheet. Well, and as we hope he is, right? And – there's, and that's a really good point. So there's another, there's another part of this that I want to tackle also because it is worth noting that, and we're going to go through some of these freshmen after I give my expectations for Dylan Rayola, but there's a big difference between most of the guys on this list and Dylan Rayola, and that's where they chose to go to school because most of these guys... Let's use Caleb Williams for an example, okay? Most of these guys are going into a situation where they're not the number one guy. Well, there's already another five-star. Right. Right? Like, Caleb Williams walked into a situation. I know Spencer Rattler is kind of a punchline now, right? But, but he, he was, still was a, he was a, a, five-star a five-star quarterback. He was the top-ranked, literally, I mean, two years before Caleb Williams, he was the top-ranked quarterback in the country going to Oklahoma. Like, there was a... Netflix docuseries that featured him very prominent like he was the dude so Caleb Williams the fact that he played at all is kind of shocking considering that situation but that probably has more to do with Spencer Rattler than it does Caleb Williams or as much to do with Spencer Rattler but that's an example like there's a lot of these dudes that walked into situations where there was already a dude there right Arch Manning goes into a situation Quinn Ewers was a five-star top-ranked recruit in the class two years before him, right? There is 
a lot of these situations, Cade Klubnik was a five-star in the class two years after DJ Uyunglele mm-hmm. was a five-star in the class, right? I mean, those Clemson quarterbacks, you can look down on I was this saying, list and, and you go two years before that, and, and you got Trevor Lawrence <laughs> two years before that. You go two years before that, you've got Deshaun Watson. So, like, there, this is a very unique situation. So when we Yeah, look, how many guys on this list, really, are we looking at and saying they had the number one job when they came in as a true freshman? So there's a guy that I'm looking at, and we'll get to him, that I think is probably the closest to what Nebraska's dealing with and right now. And is he at the top of the list? No. Okay. He's not. He's because the guy I'm looking at okay. is Dante Moore. Yeah, so that's not the one I'm looking at. There's, there's a guy that I think is in a very similar position to what Dylan Rayola was or is at Nebraska, and he's a few years back. We'll get to him. First, I wanted to get to kind of some context here on hard numbers, okay? So Adrian Martinez, the most successful true freshman quarterback Nebraska's had since Tommy Frazier, okay? And – I think the only one that's been that started the season as the starting quarterback. As a true freshman, which ended up, by the way, being his best year at Nebraska. As a true freshman, he completed 64.5% of his passes, 2,600 yards, 17 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Let's go to rushing stats. I think that's pretty on par to what you see from a lot of true freshmen that get the amount of, uh, or that have the amount of games played as Taylor Martinez had. He also had 600 yards rushing and eight touchdowns. So I love playing in away games. You're talking about 3,200 yards of total offense, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. 25 total touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now he had some, uh, he had, ironically, as a freshman, I don't think he had, I don't see fumbles on here, but. I'm pretty sure there was a couple fumbles in there as well, although I think that was a bigger problem as he got later in his career. 25 touchdowns, eight, 25 total touchdowns, eight interceptions, 3,200 yards of total offense. Yeah, the rushing numbers are a little bit different than guys that yes. we're looking at on this right. sheet. So, but, but that was a big part of, yeah, of Nebraska's offense. Of his game. That was a huge part of Adrian Martinez's game. That's part of the why. So, are we talking Adrian or Taylor? Adrian. Adrian. Okay. Adrian. Um, so, because Taylor was a retro freshman, so I didn't want to count him. Okay. Adrian was the true freshman. So, it does get very confusing. There were a lot of Martinez <laughs> I, quarterbacks I, yeah, in a row and, there. And, you know, they're so close in time. <laughs> so, when you look at two of the three top quarterbacks over the last, let's just like, call it, yeah, 12 15 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little – Having gets, both of them be Martinez, it's, it, you know what? It's well, hard to each, wrap your brain around And they sometimes. each played for four years at Nebraska, so it's like that's a huge chunk of – Nebraska's recent quarterback history. So that's, I got chills throughout my body. Thank you, Taylor. Um, that is a so that's con, sure? that's context for yeah all the good all the good drops are Taylor, not <laughs> Adrian. Know, I'm, just, um, I'm just kidding. So that we won. He likes playing against road games too. Um, so yeah, that's some Nebraska context. Basketball doesn't. No, they certainly don't. That's some context as to what Adrian, who was a good true freshman starting quarterback, with that in mind. Here's kind of the numbers that I have in mind for Dylan Rayola. If I think he's going to be, you know, if you think he's going to be successful here at Nebraska. I think anything above like 62% completion percentage, you'd be happy with, Mm -hmm. okay? Especially coming off of last year. As long as he's throwing more than like 16 balls. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm assuming he's throwing like 25 times a game minimum, like 25 to 30 times a game. So 62% completion percentage is kind of the number I've got in my head. 
Is he capable of better than that? Probably, but I also expect him, unlike Adrian was able to do, to progress throughout his career and not kind of regress. So 62% completion percentage. I think because of the nature of the offense and because he probably won't be running as much as a quarterback the way Adrian was, I do think the passing yardage is going to be a little bit higher. If you're playing 12 games... How many yards per game do you have to get to to get to 3,000? Um, do some quick quick maths here. Well, if you play 12 games and you want 2,400, that's 200 yards a game. Yeah. So it, it would be like 250 yards a game. It's 250, which I don't think is a crazy number. I do think it's probably a touch high. Mm-hmm. So I landed around 2,800. I right. think that'd be really, really good. That'd be a good number, right? Again, these are kind of what I think are reasonable expectations, but on the, on the good end, like if he's having a, a successful year. Touchdown to interception ratio is where it gets a little tricky, right? And those are the last two numbers I kind of came up with in my head because those are sort of your, your main benchmarks, right? Completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, interceptions. I think he can get to like low 20s for touchdowns. I think that's reasonable. I had like somewhere between like 21 and 23 in my head. I wouldn't be shocked if the interceptions are a little bit higher because as a true freshman, mm-hmm. you tend to make some mistakes. You're adjusting to the speed of the game. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to be double digits. I think it's going to be right on the cusp. I'm, I'm in that kind of like somewhere between 9 and 11 range, like kind of right in that neighborhood, I think is a reasonable number for Dylan Rayola. So with that in mind, so what do we say? 62%, about 2,800 yards. We'll call it 22 touchdowns, and we'll call it 10 interceptions to pick the number right in the middle there, right? If I, hand, if I, if I handed you a slip of paper and said, this is what you're getting. You sign this, and you get exactly that. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> Yo, you know I'm an exact person. Like, this question was brought up, I, I think it was last year when we were talking about, like, would you sacrifice a bad, like, Nebraska season if it guaranteed you, like, eight wins over the next two yeah. seasons? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I will sign that document today. <laughs> So, yes, I will sign that document that you're handing me because if you can give me guarantees, I'm a guarantee guy. It's like when you're traveling. If, if you're flying on Southwest, you know you have to check in 24 hours before the flight. But guess what? You're gambling. Yeah. You could either get A or you could get C. But, hey, if you do early bird check-in yeah. and they check in for you, you're guaranteed that A spot. I'm going to prepay. I'm prepaying for the A give spot. Give me the guarantee. So, so, okay, so let's say that's what it is. Say it's 62%. 2,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Assuming a similar Nebraska defense from last year, maybe a little bit better, maybe a little bit worse. I tend to think it'll actually be a little bit better because you've got young guys that'll be maturing. I think your pieces are in the system for another year. They'll have a better grasp on things. It's crazy what confidence can do for and, and comfortability, any, right? Any team. I mean, you're not learning a new system. That's a huge plus. If you're getting a similar Nebraska defense, what do those numbers get you in terms of wins? Win total? If you're Nebraska. You're getting to a bowl game. Oh, for sure. You're getting to a bowl That's game a, for one. Yes, absolutely. Um, number two, depending on 
Like, because you could you could get a lot of boom games, and you could get more of a sure. bus game in there. Let's assume it's fairly even. Uh, you'll see this team winning. You'll see this team winning. Oh gosh, eight games. Eight games. I've got a number in mind. We'll hold that thought though. <laughs> You're going higher. We've got to well, listen. I mean, maybe. you know it. Everybody out there knows it. Robbie's about to go higher. I've also got some numbers as comparisons to. I was struggling to get above seven. Oh, I don't, man. We'll come back. I've got some thoughts on that here on Hernan Sports Radio.